the Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. doing hey you know it's sitting here drinking scotch having uh some chili gummy worms aren't those good yeah they are so yeah good. i could i could back like two or three bags of this in a sitting i know this because i you backed did. a bag of them in a sitting a couple days ago <laughs> well it's wednesday november 28th 2018 what's going on go fuck yourself <laughs> Um, the number one most important thing that happened in Billings in the last week. Well, we got to tell them about. No, we don't. Or we can. If but, you want to become a member, you can be. go to <laughs> Patreon forward slash the Friday Packet. Uh, become a Robocop level member. If you have any emails, the Friday Packet at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, um, concerns, which I'm sure you've got plenty. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we had to start out with the number one uh, big Billings fucking debacle. Cradle of Filth is coming to the pub station. Cradle of Filth is coming. <laughs> Can you believe it? To I thought you were going to go Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al's coming? Symphonic Weird Al, August 25th. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Awesome. Oh my God, Cradle yeah. of Filth and Weird Al in the same, <laughs> same year. year. That is insane. <sighs> Cradle of Filth is good. Cradle of Filth. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing they play... Uh, Barry Manilow covers and yep, it's basically things of those those natures. It's all it's just to cover the uh, <laughs> the soundtrack to the Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Nymphetamine Fix, uh, her ghost in the fog, heartbreak and seance. Um, Did you say Nymphetamine Fix? Yeah, Nymphetamine Fix. These are all Cradle of Filth songs. All right, Cruelty and the Beast. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, Dusk and her embrace from the cradle of Enslave. All right. Uh, temptation, Lilith Immaculate, Nemo, which I'm pretty sure is about finding Nemo. Sure. Yeah, it's pretty good. Great. Well, that's exciting. Yep. So, um, sorry I had to bring that up. True. That is true. We're sponsored today by uh, Airhead Bites. All right. They're berry flavored. Mm. Three for a dollar at Mr. Thrifty if you're, you know, yeah. feeling squirrely. And who isn't? This day and age. Um, Their texture is uh, peanut butter M&M-ish. Uh-huh. You know. You can have the green, the blue, or the red. I'm going to start with blue. How's that? It's really fucking hard. This is some of the summertime candy. Yep. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> So it just tastes like an overhead-sized Skittle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got that. You want to um, leave those on your dashboard in the summertime. Soften right. them up. Or throw them in a drink. Mm-hmm. Spice things up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, I wonder how they are in doers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> pink sugary doers. Oh. Nothing better. Um, you know, one of the big ones that everybody is just pissed to high heaven about Holy is, hell. is uh, dumpsters. They're taking away your dumpster in the alley. That's yep. it. You're gone. It's gone. But, over. In, but in reality, they're taking out the problemary ones. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you live on a steep slope where the dumpster truck has to back into it, guess what? You're getting curbside curbside uh, dumpster. As you, sh- as you should. Yeah. No, this is awful. I mean, I think we'll go over some uh, emails of some enraged citizens right now, which there are plenty of them. Is this Facebook stuff, or is this... Uh... No, this is... You go to uh, ci.billings.mt.us, and you go to your government. You click on that button, and I had this open. Oh, there it is. I found it. I found it. Oh, found it. I know where it is. I know where it is. <laughs> Why is Alkali Creek muddy and discolored? <laughs> Fair question. <laughs> You're right. Yes. Well... Why, why is it... There's an update. Sorry, there's an update on that one. Which one? Why is Alkali Creek muddy and discolored? Because it rained? The creek is back to normal again. Good. Resolved. Fair enough. Well, Thanks, we, local government. Uh, Bonnie Sutherland wrote a 
basically a thesis about uh, uh, garbage cans. Who knew she was so passionate about garbage cans? Bonnie Sutherland, huh? Uh-huh. <coughs> um, apparently, her family hasn't had an alley garage pickup for over 30 years. It was one of the most must-haves for us when looking for a home. Because, you know, when I'm looking for a home, I want to make sure I can throw out as much shit as I could possibly cram into a 900-gallon garbage can but and not, behind, not look back. behind the house. But behind the house, I don't have to look at it. I don't have to smell it. Outside, yep. out of mind. Um, she's contacted other larger cities in Montana. Uh, Bozeman, Helena, Missoula, Kalispell, and Great Falls. And every large. one of them, every one of them provides alley pickups, as they have done for years. If there are alleys, garbage pickup is in the alley. If there are no alleys, garbage pickup is in the curbside street. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. So, what the, uh, I mean, this thing goes on for three pages. Uh, let's go to the, uh... Three fucking pages. Yep. I'll go to the executive summary here. Eliminating residential alley pickup is not more efficient or nor desirable. It is a step backwards to ignore one of the main purposes for traditional alleys. <laughs> Garbage storage and collection. Mm. Street pickup provides more wear and damage to residential streets by the large garbage garbage trucks. The, the cost... That never drive on them no, otherwise. The cost of purchasing so many new garbage bins has to be expensive and seems financially irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And it changes our weekly one truck, one employee alley route to a weekly two trucks, three employees street route, along with... With all the inconvenience that it brings to existing customers. So one employee or three employees. One big garbage bin per alley stop or three smaller bins with three street stops. As of today, the city what the city's website continues to recognize alley pickups and says that in the areas with alleys, 300-gallon bar- barrels are provided and shared by two or three households. We hope you keep it this way. Five in my case. Five households. Uh, this one gets quick into the point. I do not want a private dumpster. The ones in the alley have done just fine for 40 years. They hold more garbage per person. <laughs> uh, what if I forget to set your garbage out on collection day? That's exactly what it says. Uh, the, Gazette says you ha- the Gazette says you haven't had many uh, complaints, period. But that's because it uh, hasn't made it uh, public yet. I think any problem with alley dumpsters is minuscule. The benefit far out, the benefits far outweigh the problems. Please do not take away my dumpster. It's interesting what this city gets pissed off about. Garbage. Yeah. You know, that yields a three-page letter that obviously took hours to write and probably dictate. Right. There's bullet points. She had to contact people in other cities and thoroughly proofread. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I mean, reading it, it's, it's like it, almost she had it, you know, ready. Mm-hmm. She knew it was coming, and she was. <laughs> she just, Bam! Finally, I get to use this. <laughs> There's so, a lot of them. Um, I have two issues with uh, going to smaller rollout garbage bin instead of large garbage bin mm, in the alley and by two. citywide basis. Number one. Point one. There are areas where residences are across the street or adjacent to non-residential buildings, and there are no curbside areas open due to parked vehicles My God. to leave the bin for pickup unless the bin gets left in the traffic lane. There's a lot of commas and periods in there. I did my best. Cool. Number two, two, or B, B, the small rollout bins can be a problem to move at any time for the elderly, handicapped, and disabled. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I read that wrong. For the elderly, comma, one, handicapped and disabled. All right. B, but more so in bad weather and bad ground conditions usually encountered in winter. Carrying a bag of trash is way different than moving a bin of trash. Plus, the consequences of missing a garbage pickup day is way different than a yard waste pickup day. I might add that there may be, may be an Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, issue also involved. And that is the citation. There might be. There might be. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, like you do. So. That's uh, Carl L. Muthman of Billings, Montana. Fair enough. <clears throat> I don't know. It's It's probably not going to be the end of the world. It will be. Nah, you're right. I'm what pretty sure it's going to be. Yeah. Because I, every every week, have 900 gallons worth of trash I need to get rid of, and Absolutely. the city is the only taker. <laughs> my, my neighbor, it's amazing this time of year, she fills our dumpster up every single week to the brim with leaves. Just leaves? Yeah. Wow. Nothing but leaves in there. Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> I guess it soaks up all the uh, summertime juices. It does, um, yes. The- it reinvigorates the 900-gallon <laughs> plastic death thing. Those trash nectars. Those They're, trash nectars. They sit heavy in the bottom of that tank this time of year. <laughs> yeah, they do indeed. Oh. Um, well, the the uh, housing authority, the Billings Housing Authority scored well on their uh, like their HUD, HUD scorecard. They're doing a good job in Billings. You go, Patty Webster. Woo. You're a badass. Yeah. Oh, man, what else? Uh, so that's yeah, I think that's the end of Garbage Town. Um, <laughs> oh, garbage. That's not the end of Garbage Town. No, it got brought up at the end of uh, the regular meeting on Monday. It was just Dick Clark at the very end, just just throwing dynamite out there. That's what he does. I've been getting a lot of calls from people concerned that their garbage cans has gone away. Mm. Um, and then we had 20 to 25 more minutes of... David, Dave Mumford explaining, no, they're not going away. Um, you know, and I, I found it funny that they, they blamed, you know, the Gazette for writing a misleading article. Um, when it's no one at the city is really communicating publicly about what they're doing because they don't have a public information officer explaining exactly, you know, a press release or yeah, explaining the details of it. It seemed like that would be something. <laughs> they might invest in. <laughs> Come Stay on. have like the deer in the headlights on the council going, there's people calling me on phones and on the interwebs. <laughs> How did they find How it? How did they find me? <laughs> Is this place tapped? <laughs> um, so they released the long range plan or transportation report. Um, or metropolitan planning organization. So an MPO. Mm-hmm. Um, so they set up, uh, funding adjustments, blah, blah, blah. They, so what this is, is they're going after federal highway dollars mm-hmm. and they need to create a plan or FHDs. Yeah. And they created the plan and it was so dense. Um, and from the people I talked to, they said they would need at least a week. And this was an engineer I was talking to. He needed a week to go through it to understand exactly what was in it. Dude, and they, it's insane. Yeah, they heaped it upon the city council and were expected to, uh, I don't know, say, looks good to me. Mm-hmm. Off you go. Um, I think I would probably need at least a week plus, I don't know, another three years of undergrad. True. And then two years of graduate school to understand some of this shit. Mm-hmm. So this one <laughs> the highlights is a, the West Billings Interchange. The yeah. Pi- the, that's the Pine Hills Interchange. Uh, Zoo Drive, signal updates and stri- striping. The Billings Bypass, Five Mile Road. Um, is that what they're calling the inner belt loop now? No. Is it? Five Mile Road? Son of a bitch. Oh, we got a scotch down. We got a scotch down. All right. I'm done. <laughs> oh. I'll just, you know, run a warm bath and open up some veins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm having my scotch neat tonight. All right. Stocky. I just decided just now. All right. No more ice for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat bush scotch and shit. <laughs> yeah. So the I-90 Yellowstone River, Yellowstone River bridges, um, those take up the bulk of the federal dollars. They're doing a Lockwood interchange study, um, South Frontage Road, pace, pavement preservation. Uh, Doesn't make a lot of sense. You're just going to tear up the pavement and redo it. So how are you preserving exactly? I, I don't know. That's a, that's I'm not a like a street scientist. Poor means of preservation, but yes. Okay. So the... Um, oh, and the North 27th Street Railroad study. Oh, that was a big one Tuesday night. Oh, Jesus. Weren't they they were talking about closing down 28th and, and 29th. The 29th and making 27th the main one and maybe yeah. burrowing underneath of it. Under or over. Yeah. Yeah, or a combination of like imagine if you will. I'm going to have to paint a picture to our In listeners. In a world <laughs> where love was against the law. Um well railroads go above your head. <laughs> Greg G and Forte. He's going to dig a hole. Oh, he's going to dig a hole, all right. He's going to choke slam a train. Leave me alone! (laughs) I don't know about healthcare! (laughs) I'm sick and tired! Uh, 
Anyway. Good times. So uh, you got two lanes going each way on 27th over the tracks. So take your outermost lane or, well, I guess the picture that I've seen was the outermost lane. Mm -hmm. Outermost lane and send it underground at about First Avenue South. All right. And shoot it underneath the train. Mm -hmm. uh, Going north or south. And then leave the innermost lanes as surface streets that have to stop for a train. Mm -hmm. So that passenger vehicles, basically, can go under the train tracks and large trucks and bigger vehicles can go over the train. Or uh, Yeah, they'd have to wait, but they could go straight over the train tracks. So make it big enough for an ambulance to fit under. Okay. So they wouldn't have to wait for a train. And then make it strong enough for a semi-truck, etc., to drive over. Okay. But the problem is, it would have to dive down under um, the tracks and then under Montana Avenue, which means to come up, you'd probably be coming up at like 2nd Avenue North. Hmm. It's a, it, takes, it takes a really long time to build a, a grade that people could navigate, mm-hmm. um, like that super deep one, that underpass in Laurel. All right. Just think about that. It's deep as shit. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time to roll down in there. It's like a block and a half on either side of the tracks. Oh, for sure. So it's not the greatest situation. Mm-hmm. So there's two phases involved in this study, too. There's phase one, which is just like band-aid phase, and phase two, which would be big money fix phase, which could be overpass, underpass, et cetera, et cetera. Phase one is to put in left turn narrows on those streetlights. Okay. So that when you're heading south on 27th waiting for the train, you can turn left onto Montana Avenue and go down to one of the underpasses that's down on Montana and make your way around. Um, And there's other things like signage further up uh, 27th that says, hey, there's a train coming. Take alternate routes or whatever. Right. Which is fine, too. But there's no reason that all three southbound lanes on 27th shouldn't be turning left uh, onto Montana when there's a train there. Sure. Because it's Montana's three lanes one way, and 27th has three lanes going south, counting the turning lane. Right. So it it seems to me like instead of a multi-million dollar overpass that would choke off weird traffic patterns in the city mm-hmm. on first avenue north because first avenue north wouldn't be able to go through no if you did an overpass they'd run into a concrete wall and um <clears throat> if you did the underpass first avenue north would be like i don't know what the hell they'd have to do it seems to me like either way first avenue north would be kind of boned or they'd have to submerge first avenue north right there and then the ground floor of like walkers would be eight or ten feet underwater off the ground. Oh, and they would. I thought you were proposing like a Venice kind of situation where you dig channels would be throughout the city. Beautiful. You just put the train in like a aqua tunnel, like they do with aquariums. Yeah, yeah. float the train. Fuck yeah! Well, not float <laughs> the train. It'd be like going underneath you. Yeah. Eventually, it would just be black. It'd just be this black tube that you look down on, and you're like. Perfect. This wasn't a great idea. <laughs> well, they can't actually. So that's another suggestion. They're like, well, just sink the train, right? Just dig a trench for the train to roll through. But the switching yard starts like just west of 29th Street. Mm-hmm. And so they wouldn't be able to drive a train back up a fucking hill right there for the switching yard. Mm. Like a steep ass hill for a train to hit the switching yard. So they'd have to abandon that entire switching yard. That's a great idea. Yeah. I don't know. It just sucks. The 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 only solution really is to reroute the train south of Billings. Okay. But that's not probably gonna happen. Gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Uh, it's all it's all dumb. Fuck it. Just yeah, wait it's for just the like train. A feasibility study, that one, right? Yeah, they're the only reason they're doing it is because last year there were like big federal dollars available. But oh. they didn't have 
any kind of thing to use them on. And so then they became unavailable. So this is like, well, if those dollars ever come back up, we're going to be ready idea. to spend them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I do think, though, that the pedestrian bridge over the train tracks is a great idea. Yeah, that needs to come back. That it is. brought it's, up by Hafer, what, three, four years ago? Yeah, and it's it's actually back on the books now. Hafer and Mike Shear and the folks at the depot are bringing that back up. That's great. Which would be delightful, because the one in Missoula is awesome. It is, and... Yeah, I don't know if we discussed that in the past. It got basically voted down because it was a million dollars, I think, was the overall price tag. Mm-hmm. And it was using the bridge that was in Joliet or Roberts. Yeah. Taking that and putting it over the tracks. And one of the council members' observations when he sat at a parking spot at a railroad crossing for a half hour said that only five people go across there. So why would they put in a bridge to accommodate five people? And that was his tra- <laughs> train of logic. <laughs> um, that was sort of maddening. But kind of that's like, probably not the only reason it was voted down. But just watching that, I sort of just shut it off. I'm like, well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we don't need to build more bike lanes because I stared at the three box of, blocks of bike lane the other day and only two people rode on them. So, oh, yeah. Hmm. Like Yogi Berra said, nobody goes there anymore. It's way too crowded. <laughs> uh, no, one of the. Uh, Comments, I think it was Ewalt comment, commented last night um, that he wants volunteer police officers able to ticket pedestrians and bicyclists who are breaking the law. He wants to give the authority to volunteer police officers. And I yeah. think uh, uh, Kukulski said, <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, Kukulski said, <coughs> um, I don't know if that's possible. I'll have to get back to you. But his idea was to ticket people riding bikes and jaywalking to make sure that the streets are are safe for cars. So all those poor cars don't have to yep. be denting themselves on the pedestrians. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yep. Yeah. So that was the solution. Oh, um, a bulk of these transportation dollars are going to go to the Billings Bypass, which is the big road, you know, going over behind the airport there, connecting with Zimmerman Trail. Mm-hmm. So the Heights has a second exit, basically, <clears throat> going out of the Heights. And and the next two big projects are the, the bridge going, another bridge going over the Yellowstone River. I forget where it is, where it connects. Isn't it, like, east of town? Yeah. So you can get from, like, Lockwood area? Yep, there it is. Over into the base of the Heights sort of deal? Yep. There's those two. So those are going to eat up a, a vast majority of all the transportation dollars coming through. The rest are just, well, not just, it's repaving and signage, which adds up for sure. But yeah, the top priorities are um, uh, Zimmerman Trail, which is done for the most part, uh, the bypass, and the two bridges going over the river. Uh, there's the Albert Bear right away. That one's kind of cool. Yeah, that one was. Oh, I'm sure it was. Over, what, eight parking places? Yep. Uh, what's the deal? I mean... So, sorry for the beginning. So, ABT wants uh, a right of vacates. They want to move the right-of-way of their building further out. Yeah. Um, it's already cantilevered, the build, existing building, over the sidewalk right now. There's three, four parking spots out front there that they want to go away. On 3rd Avenue North. On 3rd Avenue North, which heads, you know, east to west. Um, meets up with Broadway right there. That's... Broadway and Third is where Alberta Bear is, and they want to take over those four parking spots, put like a planner, um, and leave that more as like a pedestrian walkway. Because the way it is right now, I think it's eight feet the sidewalk, and they want to add, you know, six feet more, so you get up to like fourteen feet on that mm-hmm. sidewalk, so people can like pass by and um, mill about, if you will. I don't know. Sure. But once again, everybody is concerned that they're not going to be able to. Um, open their door and some, you know, pressurized tube is going to come out and they're going to go straight into the venue. Um, that's my understanding of it, at least. So, um, but city staff appro- or did not approve it. They wanted to bring it to the attention of the city council. And my understanding of it is that they, city staff, said no to it so they could bring it to the attention of the council so they knew it was there. 
even. <laughs> it was so weird. I don't. I can't even describe it. I just got so lost. They wanted to be aware of it. I don't know if they were necessarily against it. I mean, I didn't read the criterion that they were you know, going through exactly, but they didn't. I don't know. I think they just sort of passed the responsibility onto the council, and it just turned into a shit show. As it would. Yeah. It seems because like something you can work out with the design or the architect, you know. Yeah. Because we own the building. Or the traffic engineers. The right away. The traffic engineers. It seems like something that could be worked out pretty easily. No one's going to railroad anybody on this, so. So they just want to extend the, what they call in the industry, the bulb out, the pedestrian bulb out. The pedestrian bulb out, yeah. They want to extend that less than a half a block. Correct. Westward. And absorb four, five parking places. Mm-hmm. Right to the alley, just a tiny bit past the alley. They want to absorb all those five parking places. It already has absorbed two parking places right outside the doors into the ABT. They want to extend it five more parking places. And they're worried that nobody will know how to handle it. But if you look, and we're looking at the drawing right there, if you look straight south from there in front of Daisy Dukes, that bulb out is almost exactly the same width out and goes a half a block and and absorbs all the parking spots. Down. Where is it? Oh, my God. It's down over here somewhere. Um, But it just comes down to, like, creature conferences. People want to... I don't understand how hard... Why this is so hard. They want to be able to drop people off. They want to be able to pick people up. Which is... Freaking perfectly fine because it's an older crowd that usually frequents that place. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could talk with the traffic engineers, you know, maybe close down that right lane for show night. Have someone out at ABT say, if you want to drop people off, go in the right lane. If you don't want to go through, go on the left lane. Yeah, drop I mean, off lane. Th- th- there seems to me it's a one way. A plethora of logical solutions to this that did not need to come to this extent because they had, this has to go back now to the architect. Yeah. The architect has to spend time and money. Uh, basically creating something new something new yeah <laughs> i mean and it's and it i read in there that it is it would comply to a two-way conversion they made sure that they did that just in case in the future third avenue north is converted to two-way mm-hmm. i mean come on yeah how big is that bulb out you don't think that bulb out's huge yeah that goes past the alley as well it sure does so we're talking about the siva Mm-hmm. You're looking north on or north North Broadway, up to the east there. You know where their giant patio is, yeah. where the people are enjoying their food. Just east Just, of the ABT. Yeah, look at that bulb out. It's basically the same thing. But they were concerned it was too far out. Not a lot of, out. Yeah, not a lot of inventive thinking. No. And I Resistance understand ABT's like. Yeah, I, I get where you come from, but I, you know, we can work this out. And I don't understand why you would need more parking from that place. You're going to create this beautiful new facade on the front and then you're going to park a whole bunch of cars in front of it. Doesn't seem very, you know, logical, well, but every one of those parking spots is used by the bus of whoever is performing. Yeah. Anyway. Or they're parked in the alley or yeah. they're parked yeah. both. They'll park in the alley and they'll bag all those meters and put a bus right there. Yeah. It so does, yeah. It's That's not... what's going down on the Alberta bear. Ah. Just utter chaos. Fucking knock it off. <laughs> Easy shit. So, Moving on to uh, gambling, everybody's favorite recreational hobby, activity. It's America's pastime. It's America's pastime. It's Billings' religion, Mm. if you will. Um, Gambling. I prefer it even to buying records. uh, So a memo uh, was provided to the city council um, uh, for information on gambling and liquor license regulation after the city council conducted its, its September 17th work session. There were a variety of questions, um, and a, a change uh, to uses allowed to blah, 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 blah. So, one of one of the bigger ones was um, giving licenses fixed in billings. So, the State Department of Revenue and Alcohol and Beverage Control Division uh, informed city staff that no new gaming licenses will come to, into billings aside from licenses for veteran or fraternal organizations like the Elks. Or veterans of foreign wars. 
What do you think of that? Do you think we have enough casinos and we don't need to just add any more? Well, I think we need more Elks and veterans of foreign wars. Well, yeah, yeah. VFWs, we're, we're only going to end up with more veterans. They aren't ever going to stop being created. Yeah, Elks. I think we're yeah. at a. I think we're at a tipping point, honestly, mm-hmm. as we push further west. Obviously, with the people throwing a fit on the west end mm-hmm. uh, about commercial development moving in. Yeah, uh, this is you know we're doing the project recode. It's just a logical question to ask, I guess. Are there enough casinos in the town? I completely agree. Um, it are, but the city of Billings already has thirty three gaming licenses. Uh, or sorry, thirty three gaming license. 33 gaming licenses over the state mandated quota for licenses in the community and uh, a new law precludes further licenses with gaming from being brought in. So yeah. I, uh, I guess I'm just not a gamer. I, I do know lots of people that work in casinos and I feel like they are a good source of jobs. Mm-hmm. I think we've, I mean, obviously you can go back and listen to our game gaming in Billings casino episode, and maybe I should too to remember everything I said. But <laughs> um, I, you know, I, are they the best source of jobs and there's something income because they uh, seem to maybe prey a little bit on the poor or whatever. But so there's 113 in the city total. There's it's a lot according to this, and um, and they and they said no more. The state said no more for now. Um, so the mayor asked for information. On how regulate or how regulation of ga- gambling businesses in other communities in Montana have impacted how casinos are distributed around the communities, um, and one example of that is the city of Whitefish in Montana. Mm-hmm. It's a city that is populated by fish that are white. Makes sense. Um, it's like SpongeBob SquarePants, only in city form <laughs> above water. I'm gonna stop right now. Whitefish created a uh, casino overlay zone to regulate casinos in the early 2000s. So a new casino may be only located in a specific commercial zoning district in the downtown area of Whitefish that is designated as a casino overlay zone. Mm. Yeah. So that's an interesting way to look at it, to sort of bundle them all in one area. So basically they just created almost specific casino zones. It's like mini Las Vegas, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, I will. You know um, me. I'm always going to. The city has seen uh, the city of Whitefish has seen some new uh, new casinos uh, locate in the overlay zone areas. This also also has meant that some casinos were made non-conforming as they were outside of the overlay zone area. However, uh, Whitefish also has an allowance in its non-conforming use regulations that also that allows expansion of use up to fifty percent with the appro- approval of a conditional use permit, like a special review. So they can petition the city to build one, and then they have to get 50% approval. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm understanding of yeah. that. So that's the city of Whitefish. And this is all in this memo that is in the Friday packet that we're sort of reading from. Uh, so that's one way to deal with it. I think Billings is long past that, but I don't know. You never know. Yeah, I don't know if you could regulate it. I mean, you have to regulate it in the zoning code now, I would think. And that's that's what would make most sense to me. It's it's interesting that okay, well, first of all, in here it says that Missoula has what is it? Um, population of Missoula in 2017 was 73,000. So there are 66 machines per 100 or 1,000 people in Missoula. Mm-hmm. And Billings only has 55 machines per 1,000 people. It's kind of weird that Missoula has that many more casinos. But uh, There um, are about 2,000 game machines in the city of Billings. The population of Billings was 110. There are approximately 55 machines per 100,000 or 1,000. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting that I just figured Billings was the casino capital of Montana. Apparently I was wrong. Wrong again, Stout. Yeah, let's fucking just put it on the stack. Um, but I, I kind of like the idea of Whitefish's like overlay. Um, I think it might be a little more. I don't know. It. I'm okay with people being creative and finding an interesting place for a casino if they want to put one in. But uh, I did notice that Billings's laws for 
casino placement are property line. You know, you can't be within 600 feet of a school, a park with a playground, or a church with a casino. And that's that's a property line deal. Mm-hmm. Which is, and apparently the state regulations go door to door in measurement. So, that seems, I don't know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It, it, it makes a little bit more sense because if the church owns a huge, huge lot somewhere, yeah, that's a huge circle where nobody could put a casino. Not mm-hmm. that I think there needs to be a casino there, but I don't know. It seems yeah. Like, like, you're so the city in total, little heavy handed, uh, in taxes paid, pays annually uh, twelve point five million dollars, and the estimated total net revenue gaming businesses, businesses, business, businesses, businesses, collect in billings annually is about eighty three point three million dollars. Yeah, which is money. So. I did, yeah, the total VGM taxes paid in billings. I thought that was a weird... Isn't that weird? So that we was a pay, weird one. We pay into the state. Okay. okay. We pay in 12, $12.5 million. $12.5 million, and we get from the state, out of that same pot, that you can track back, $265,000. So mm-hmm. we get... The state keeps $12.25 and we get... A quarter million back. Yeah, you should read the rest of that freaking thing because it, it kind of because it goes into the general fund. Yeah, because and and I get it. So we probably get a whole bunch more, mm-hmm. but it seems like you'd be able to track this. That's the part that blew my mind because it says staff at DOR Department of Revenue in Helena were not able to determine how much additional tax revenue of the twelve point five million noted above is returned to Billings. This is because it's included in the state entitlement share program for cities and is mixed with other revenue streams. But it seems like they'd be able to figure out, like, how much was put in, mm-hmm. like, back up a little bit. Like, they could, you know, click back on their browser well, that's, and figure that's out Highly how much. unsafe. Yeah. It's true. It's not... There's catfishers everywhere, man. Not secure. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> My mom told me to be careful. Yeah. But it's funny. City staff believes that significant analysis and research would be needed with the cooperation of Department of Revenue to try and determine the return tax revenue to Billings for gaming. Yeah. I guess. Good job, city staff. Also, interesting, uh, all beverage liquor license with gaming mm-hmm. is valued at $700,000, and an all beverage liquor license without gaming is valued at 350000 God. Half price. Mm-hmm. You have to pay double if you want to put a... The uh, machine in your... What is going on? And here? now that the state has... Well, we know what's going on. Stop, yeah. Now that the state has stopped granting more, they're yeah. not going to... They're going to go up. Way up. So the 2017 special session, this was put in there. Bill number five, if you ever wanted to look it up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> snuck it in there. So sneaky. Um, so regulatory tools, regulatory... Tools available to the council, options and approaches. The West End Task Force, headed by Tiffany Wardell, wants a total outlaw of gambling in the city. Um, um, They determined that would meet with significant legal challenge. That's a good way to put it. Yep. They would burn down City Hall. (laughs) Uh, Another one from the West End requires special review for relocation of an (laughs) all-beverage license with gaming. Uh, the city currently does not require a special review for a new business that has an all-beverage license with gaming, and when an existing business business relocates to a property that has not been previously approved by special review for an all-beverage license with gaming, uh, the separation distance waiver requirement only... Oh, Jesus. The separation distance waiver requirements also currently trigger special reviews for beer and wine licenses as well when they are to be located within 600 feet of a school, church, park, or park with a playground. So, yeah. the, oh, park has to have a playground. Yeah, I think, because there are a few city parks that are just like, eh, here's some land. Yeah. So you Centennial just, Park. Yeah. Which is just like fine. Weeds. And I, so, and that's interesting because I said even earlier that like, you can't have them within a 600 feet of a church, a school, or a park with a playground. But you can. It just automatically triggers a special review mm-hmm. 
when one's applied for. They also, one of the solutions, make a fixed separation distance from schools, churches, and playgrounds and have no waiver provision. Property either meets separation distance or not. So, And a residential property separation with no waiver. That's what it says. 600 feet and 1,325 feet. Dude, can you imagine? A quarter mile? Yeah. That's, so... It is important to note that in 2008, a 150-foot setback from residential lots made 67 gallons. Gaming businesses non-conforming. <laughs> a 20-foot setback made 43 non-conforming. Can you... Dude! So, what's up with the West End Task Force? I don't know. They're all... They've got their fingerprints all over this. Holy they do not tri- want com- mixed commercial coming out to their enclave. What do you think... What do you think the average age of the West End Task Force members is? Yeah. Uh, 43. Yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, good. You know, they got their little space out there. They're having a good time, I guess. How many fingers do you would you say are on the pulse? A lot. Yeah. At least three. And they're, you know, on the proper. They're like, you know, two thumbs on the, or two fingers on the wrist. <laughs> it's right on there. Yeah, I got one hand in my pocket and the other one's giving a peace sign. Uh, what else we got in here? Oh, 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 design standards of the signs. Oh, is that? Oh, Too God. many flashy signs, Stocky, and not enough landscaping. Nope, uh, flashy signs. Yeah. They redid the sign thing a while ago, mm. and then they said, you know, we don't want LED, you know, giant signs like that. They're just too distracting, and I think after they passed that, the sign companies just sort of subverted it, subverted it and, uh, you know, basically made their own rules. Went around something, yeah. Yeah. The other funny thing is, though, that it's like... I mean, I go to the holiday store, and it's like, Jesus Christ, oh, do you really that, know that much blue neon? That blue is bright as shit. God damn. It's insane. Um, uh, let's see, what Mayor Cole... Mayor Cole and some members of the public that spoke at the September work session expressed concern about the perception in Billings due to signage and site development at many of the businesses that have alcohol service and gaming. Mm-hmm. Many have electronic message center signs, neon lighting, and signage that is large and conspicuous. Landscaping is often minimalized to emphasize signage and parking areas. Billings could change how it regulates site development elements like building location along street frontages, signage, and landscaping. So, like, <laughs> take down your flashy sign... Plant a goddamn tree. <laughs> Pile up some boulders in an artistic fashion. <laughs> Clean this place up a little bit. You need to get your town in order. Just casinos littered everywhere. No dessert until your room is clean, your closet put away. <laughs> and your LED sign is unplugged. I got kids, man. Plant a goddamn tree. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I like... I would prefer landscaping to signs, too. Sure. It's just funny that... Put a bench out or something that people can sit on? Yeah. Uh, Can't sit on benches. It it encourages vagrancy. The synopsis of what I read, the, the, the comments were, I like to drive to get my groceries. I like to, you know, drive, and then I like to leave the city and go back to my house. I don't need that stuff close to my house. So what I read into that is they like their city that's built around their car and their ability to spend as much time as they possibly can in that car retrieving said things that they deem necessary, I guess. That, I, that's completely foreign to me. I just don't understand it, but. I don't either. People like them privacies, I guess. Well, privacy can be found. Yeah. That's just fascinating to me. I can't even really be mad because I, it's... It's a weird dichotomy because they're usually pretty independent people. They're like, I don't want pe- things handed to me. I don't want the government handing out stuff like that. But in another way, they're so dependent on, you know, gas being readily available and being able to drive in their car and having food be readily available for them to, you know, package up and take back to their house. And quality infrastructure being can, provided yeah, for them. Drive yeah. road they can drive on, and a, a police force that protects them. And yeah, I would like it if the 
roads were just built to my house. Mm-hmm. And I will pay my $2,500 in property tax yeah, to pay for roads and sewer and water and power. Um, I don't know. When City Vineyard was put up, um, <clears throat> was there that much of a backlash? They're not a bar, I know, but... No, that's a classy place. That's so. a classy, okay. And, you know, they don't have gaming machines, and they sell only super expensive beer. Sure. So, that's an okay thing. Fair enough. I guess... Yeah, I don't know, man. That's bumming me out. It's weird that every other part of the country... I guess not every other part. There are probably plenty of parts that are just like this, but it's it's like an increasing trend for like a walkable, livable, experiential city rather than I want to be stuffed into my suburban house with all the shades drawn and my three cars in the garage, and I don't want to have to see anybody else. Mm-hmm. That just seems super outdated, and I'm kind of old. Yeah. And it just seems old-fashioned to me. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know how to articulate it. I've been trying to articulate it, and I don't exactly know how. Um, Probably because it's very, very foreign. That's really all I've known, you know? Yeah. Growing up as a kid and as an adult. Like I've said in the past, it pays my bills. Yeah. More oftentimes than not. Um, But I'm trying as hard as I can to break away from that mold and not do that. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I don't know. And I don't know how to say it without pissing people off. Or if you even can. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You're not a casino. I don't think you'll piss off people in the West End. Not yet. <laughs> you can't be, oh, I hope you do turn into a casino. That would be delightful. <laughs> Stucky's custom cabinetry and <laughs> welcome to Stucky Land where anything goes. <laughs> Sponsored by Ten High. <laughs> Come on in. Here's your free can of Copenhagen. <laughs> Is there a fire burning yet? Well, let's fix that. <laughs> here's your tire. Here's your tire. <laughs> I don't think I'll probably ever understand the uh, uh, upper middle class suburbanites of the late 2000s and early 2000 teens, which seem to be extending into the late teens in yeah. Billings. Does it feel like a whole bunch of people not knowing what else to do? It does. That's what it feels like to me sometimes. I think it's a bunch of... It's, what it's, are we supposed to do if we're not doing this? Yeah. Yeah, they can't imagine so something. That's a fair question. But they're very comfortable. And who wants to they're leave? They're very smart people. Yeah. I mean, they went to college. Most of them went to college, have degrees. Mm-hmm. They're doctors. They're, you know, for professional type people. Yeah. And they they've got a they've got a comfortable life. And why the hell would you walk away from that? Why would you yeah. choose to do something else that you don't know? I mean, if you're not a risk taker, I don't and, consider myself a risk taker by any means. But well, it's like a I don't know. You're fucking Bam Margera compared to <laughs> folks like that. I'm sorry, I called you Bam Margera. I, like I meant you're Stevo. He's still around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he shouldn't be because he sucks. He was the worst one. Stevo's awesome. Steve-O's rad. You're Steve-O. Okay. Because you're rad. Okay. It's just, it's it's a very foreign concept to me, and I don't think that I'm more right than anybody else in this sort of situation, but I just can't understand it. Yeah. I think definitely people need, I can tell when I get a little manic about it if I've been listening to too many philosophy podcasts and I just come home <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, kind of cross-eyed and want to just curl up in a ball and start crying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can identify with that. <laughs> Um, it's okay though, but I don't know what else he's supposed to do. There's, and it's, uh, it's a thing of progress, I guess, if you can call it progress. Um, I don't necessarily think there's one specific mold that everybody fits into neatly for, for any reason. So, no. um, and that's but as if you're going to live the way you do, um, well, they do. They probably recognize the costs and all that that it does to live out there, and, and it's worth they it. They work, to them. and that, that's worth it to them. I don't want to spend that kind of money on gas and tires myself, but not only time, just actual time. Yeah, literal 
windshield time. It seems like <laughs> seems like you you spend an awful lot of time making sure that you have that that life, which is fair enough. Is that if that's what you want to do, go for it. I live. What is it? One point four miles from my work, and I just I just wish I lived closer. Yeah, and I don't live anywhere near my work because I'm driving all over the place and I'm sort of a hypocrite and in all sorts of means because I... Hi! You want to come in? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Scotch? I mostly came for candy. <laughs> but I probably have some stuff too. I think candy is becoming a recurring theme. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I picked up on that. So I bought you guys some candy. We're having a discussion Was about... that you? Yeah. I was at Mr. Fifties. We're at the West End. Hey. Up top. We should have an episode all about cheap candy at Mr. Christie's. We should have an episode about food availability and billings. Huh. Now we're trying to figure out how you have a constructive conversation with a person who lives on the West End who has the opinion that they're all right with driving to get their food and then driving back to I their... Don't, you don't. It's their fucking neighborhood, I guess. You just say fuck it and move on? You just make where you live where you want to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, At you got to. So. You got to. Well, you you can like silently judge them. <laughs> I don't want to silently judge them. I want to actually have a conversation, a conversation about it. Like, you're just, you're just as much part of this community as, as obviously I am. You maybe have some more political sway just because of your social status or whatever. Anyways, yeah, we were, I was trying to find that agenda mm-hmm. snippet of the the zoning commission where they they voted it down. They were under the the assumption that they voted it down. Um, yeah. But they had De- Dennis Olsfeld on the West End saying, I think uh, one out of the four commissioners I want to drive voted for places. it. Yeah, they don't want that there because they don't want that influence there, I guess. But again, they're surrounded by a giant Mormon church and a giant four yeah. square church and okay. a giant Baptist church. That's what they want to be surrounded with churches, not breweries. And those are, those are better. You can have a conversation with someone out there who feels that way. Yeah. But I don't think you can have a conversation in which you change their mind. All right. Get to know your council member session. <laughs> this isn't a council member. This is the tie-breaking vote on the council. This is the mayor. He's a council member like the vice president is a member of the Senate. Exactly. Uh, mayor Bill Cole. Did you like that analogy? I did. I- I'm pretty sure he probably has <laughs> dinner alone with women all the time. <laughs> No. I'm sure he does. Is he married to Mother Cole? Yes. <laughs> he is, indeed. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> You're cool, actually. I he's, like an, it. he's an incredibly likable dude. He's, he a, he's a listening, listening lawyer, lawyer type. He knows names, too. Oh, sure does. You only have to meet him once or twice before he's like, Joe, right? Or maybe he just guesses Joe, and he gets it right with me. You're right, like 50% of the time in Montana. <laughs> no shit. Um, well, he's born and raised in Montana. You don't say. Yep. He's been in Billings since the 90s. Is, he, could, a, is he a lawyer? He is, a, he is the owner of Cole Law Firm, PLLC. What's uh, PLLC stand for? Um, please let Lennon <laughs> cry. <laughs> that sounds perfectly... Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> sounds uh, perfectly sure. Yeah, practices his practice focuses primarily in the areas of land use and real estate. It's actually a professional limit, limited liability. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Sorry, you I will. know that Lennon wants to cry, and he does it all the time. <laughs> he did. Uh, he's been very active. Okay, he has been a very active community volunteer over the last twenty-eight years playing a prominent role in numerous community organizations, including the Billings Chamber of Commerce, the Alberta Bear Theater, the Yellowstone Art Museum, and the Billings YMCA. Yeah! Bill has also professionally served the city of Billings in various capacities over the years, helping with development and planning guidance as Billings has grown and evolved. That is taken from his elect Bill Cole website. Um, his campaign slogan was, uh, Billings rocks. That's, that was such a weird slogan. It really was. <laughs> that was yeah, a weird. Sometimes rocks fall on the city and I crush mean, homes yeah, too just, and roadways. And... No. Have you guys looked at Billings rocks on Facebook where people paint rocks and hide them around? You know, it would have been better if he did like a opening to the Drew Carey show where he ran around with people <laughs> and says, Billings 
rocks. All the little Bear chicks rocks. with the crimson lips. Yeah, Bear Legs rocks. Yeah, easy. Bear Legs Why rocks. Why were we not on his goddamn committee? You know, I want to live in sin with a you safety guys, pin. You guys should be campaign managers. That we are. We are indeed. Secretly. We are indeed. Uh, his, uh, he believes in, Bill believes in the future of Billings. Oh, good. Consensus, not conflict. Mm-hmm. He also believes in common sense. Well, that's... No, no ex- explanation needed, I don't think. <laughs> uh, fiscal responsibility. Uh, his top priorities are public health and safety, parks, trails, and infrastructure, and a vibrant downtown. So Mayor Cole, he's in his first term. He was elected in 2017. He beat out uh, Jeff Vestman by a considerable amount, 7,000 votes. Oh, thank the Lord. So he's up for re-election in 2022? Sounds 18, right. 18, 19, 20, 21, or 21. Yeah, four years. Um, he's a very busy dude, hard to get a hold of, but he's got he's he'll listen to you. Absolutely. Um, he'll, he likes his red pen. If you give him stuff, he likes to make red pens. You know, he takes frantic notes. It's very law- lawyery. Yeah, he takes a lot of fr- not frantic notes, but very legible notes, yep. and a lot of them, and he can do them really quickly. It's so. nice to watch, and uh, he's a. Uh, Interesting counterpoint to our former mayor, Tom Hannell, mm-hmm. um, who was a listener. Yes. Um, but he wasn't... You can tell Bill Cole is... Well, I guess Bill writes everything down, and Hannell did not. Yeah. I guess I'll say. Hannell often listened with the intent of having a, a memorable response. And Cole seems to listen with the intent of actually hearing and remembering what you say and digesting it. Yeah. Hannah was a little bit more sound bitey to me. Like, I'm kind of listening to you, but really I'm just composing my response to you. Fair enough. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Not <a> very <laughs> 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 I was just making a point. <laughs> I was illustrating your point better. So that was Mayor Cole. Oh, I've got an update. Oh, shit. Since we started recording? I do. No. It's very exciting. So, I know everybody's on, you know, bated breath with these pads that we've been talking about since the incarnation of the... What God- do we got? <laughs> Goddamn place. Yes! Finally! <laughs> so, I got two quotes from uh, Harold's and Leo's. Nice. And the average price is about $150 a piece per per cushion. So, I'm, I'm talking 16 inches wide, mm-hmm. four feet long. Two inches thick. Just bad. Okay. Kind of a durable, durable type of fabric with a sticky stuff on the bottom so they don't slide around. Yeah. Making like a half a dozen of them. So in the near future, we will be doing a, I don't know, a GoFundMe. Fuck yeah, fun or drive. Or a fun drive of some sort. Let's do a to 24-hour th- get telethon. Get made <laughs> for the city council chambers. I will start... Live streaming this shit on Facebook Live with you at 6 a.m. <laughs> on a Saturday morning. You should do a public ask. We were just like rent space at Community 7 and record a podcast while we're being recorded on Community 7. I completely agree <laughs> with this. And we can make this happen. Uh, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we can. It's good. We're going to do it. Like a fun drive? Do people know how to use phones anymore? Probably. All oh, right. Who knows? They can just. I mean, shit, we're going to be on there for 12 hours, so they can just walk down. No, I want to do, like, have, like, one call at a time, and then they say their credit card over the phone. <laughs> someone writes it down. Just, we're just writing it. And then we run it. And, it and waits to it gets processed. It <laughs> Thank you, Ethel. What are the three numbers on the back of the card? There aren't what? any numbers, 914. Ethel. 914. Sometimes you have to hold it into the light so you can see the embossing, because the <laughs> ink's gone, but... My grandson says there are no numbers on the back. <laughs> Shut up, Bethel. There are numbers on the back. <laughs> My son says to not give this information out on TV. But you seem like a nice young man. <laughs> so yeah, we got oh, we got progress on the uh, cushion seat. Where we go from there? Fucking a to raise money, or if you just want to give us, let's see, 150 times times a uh, six. That's uh. 900 bucks. If anybody has, hey. you know, 900 bucks laying around. Slow it down over that there. Corner. We don't need that. <laughs> Speaking of money, the city is losing money on uh, light poles. 
um, because apparently somebody has been stealing the copper wire from streetlights in the city. So I'm in reminded. specific places. So what they're doing is, I don't know, hooking up to a trailer hitch and just driving away <laughs> and ripping. I was trying to figure out what kind of how much copper was actually in, you know, a, a street light. Is it just like. Down the entire street light, or do they no, like no, they have the, the fa- that face plate. Yeah, there's a f- something out of there. Yeah, so the the street light has That's the. Less dramatic. I'm less interested. Sure, but they wrap it around a chain, and they just pull it out. So, yeah. um, the little door on the bottom of the pole. the little door, they just took all the <laughs> copper wire out. Which <laughs> copper wire right now? You know, if it's the high grade stuff, it's going for two forty five a pound. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's a low overhead. Yeah, <laughs> it's free. Um, I got, I, I gotta say, hustle in our future. <laughs> this is how you fundraise for the butt pass. Don't say that. Who says Mumford's we haven't listening. been already? <laughs> um, I kind of have to be like on Anchorman when he's talking to Baxter and he's like, you ate a, you ate a whole wheel of cheese. I'm, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> I feel the same way about this copper theft. Um, so let's see, four areas of the city, um, were targeted. So airport road, they're large areas. So airport road. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, uh, there's 29th, some traffic on that. 29th street West and Overland Avenue. Uh, and Shiloh near zoo drive and Arneson Avenue in the Heights. It's very sporadic. Yeah, absolutely. And what exact, I mean... I was kind of curious, do they have, so if it's three wires, three copper wires, do they have to strip all the plastic off of it too before they take it to salvage? Well, yeah, or since it's a low overhead, salvage will give you a lower price for unstripped copper. Oh. So, airport road, that's a very uh, private road. Yeah. Someone had to see something. You'd think. You would think. Maybe they have a uh, city pickup. Mm. And a hard hat and a mm. makes like that a, trade in thing that they've been doing yeah. seem like a real bad idea. They probably bought one at the auction, and they went down to the uh, laundry place and bought the uniform, right? And they bought a hard hat, and they have a clipboard. We're, we're stacking up the overhead now. This just doesn't seem like it's so cost effective You're up anymore. To Twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for them. I guess I, I got to give them a high five. Yeah. Good work. Uh, another thing, I think the new city council member is planned to be in place by Monday. So that's happening. Some of those There's emails a, I read today were... Uh, in favor of some dude. Yeah. I highly recommend you consider so-and-so. You know, I didn't even get the name. I think it was Ben Wyatt. I don't know. Oh, fucking Ice Town Boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Might have been Jeremy Jam for all we know. <laughs> Uh, We're all about to get jammed. (laughs) You got jammed. (laughs) So there's a meet and greet on Monday from 4 to 5, I believe, in the council chambers if you wanted to go meet the new guy. Do you think I will be there? We should hold a meet and greet, but M-E-A-T and greet? Yes. And what we'll do is just drag the whole podcast set up with us and we'll set up by the metal detector out front. Yep. So and we'll just we'll just scream interviews, big basket, interviews, <laughs> basket of bacon, and yell interviews. Uh-huh. Interviews. <laughs> I'm media. <laughs> Look, I got a press pass tucked mm-hmm. into the my hat band. Yep. Extra, extra. There's got to be a a, a noisemaker oh, for your phone. You can get that. Telegraph it back to the computer, <laughs> and the computer converts it into dialogue. Oh. Let's do it. We can do it so good. We can be on Community 7 doing a podcast while... Tapping out some Morse code on a telegraph? No, it's not wonderful. Yes, it is. No, it's wonderful. Um, Stick with it. Commit. I'm sticking with it. Somebody over there needs more scotch. Somebody might need some more scotch. She's running low. Um, You know who isn't running low on scotch? AJ. No, he doesn't need scotch. His his scotch is records. You don't need scotch when you've got records. It's true. It's tough. It's tough out there. It really is. Yeah. It's hard out there for an agent. I want to get nice and toasty before I take a shower. Drunk shower! (laughs) What else is going on? 
uh, <laughs> tomorrow, Grant Jones is having his record release party at the Pub Station for his album release of Nighttime Stories. Sounds I pretty good. highly recommend if this gets out before to go get it. And if it's not, by Thursday, buy his goddamn record. It's going to be good. Where do you get that record? www.columbiahouse forward slash monthly subscription. <laughs> you think they'd have it at Ernie, Ernie November's? They might. Is there anybody uh, you know who might be going to Ernie November's to buy records that we could just ask to snag us one? God damn it. Who could it be? AJ? Oh, yeah, good point. Does he go? He goes up there and gets records sometimes, doesn't he? he? Kind of, yeah. He's yeah. a regular up there. He's been known to. All right, cool. That's good. Yeah, that's good intel. Yep. There's the beta on your record release. I believe Parker Brown is opening up for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got that going on. And the Bleeding Hearts? Or just Parker Brown? Uh, that's a good question. Just, I think it's Parker Brown solo. Big Sky Trio? No Hearts Will Be Bled. Parker Brown and the Big Sky Trio played at. Trio is is a uh, French for three. Yes, for threesome. Right. Um, he played at uh, says you at Petro Theater. Well, he's officially got national. Big deal. Wow, yeah. it's gonna happen. Are you a cop? They actually just said the Big Sky Trio though, which is good. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this has been uh, enlightening. Uh, Has it been the? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. it's been the podcast. I don't know if we said it at the beginning. I'm Stocky over there. Stout. Hey, over there is Margie. 